0: Hi, my name is Wizzy Brown. And I'm Molly Keck. And we are with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service Department of Entomology. And this is Bugs by the Yard, where we hope to increase your enthusiasm about bugs in the urban landscape. Welcome back to Bugs by the Yard. We're continuing on with our nymphalid information. So we're going to pick up where we left off on the last episode. We also have the the fritillaries and there are multiple fritillaries. Probably the one that I see the most is the gulf fritillary, which is not a true brushfoot butterfly, but we do have also the variegated fritillary. And I think there's also the great spangled fritillary. Ooh sounds like impressive. Is that found in South Texas? Northern portions of Gulf states. So this is another one. It's going to be kind of where the morning cloak is going to be. (laughs) Not not in Southern parts of it.
1: In the book that I use, they stick the fritillaries in the same subfamily, still in the family nymphality, but but subfamilies below that uh, with heliconians and fritillaries together.
0: Oh, okay. I love the larvae fritillaries. The color of them is just very, bright, very cool. Especially when we're talking about the Gulf fritillary or the variegated fritillary. The larvae are usually a bright, it's like a darker orange. It's not like a, not orange, orange. It's more of dark than mm-hmm. regular orange, but it's very shiny. And they typically have, stripes along the body that are dark and depending on which one you're seeing and what creation, they're either going to be almost like a dark black color, but some of them you get are kind of like purpley in color. Have you seen those ones with the lavender? Yeah. So, so pretty. And then these are another one that are going to have these big black spines that are kind of stout and stabby looking, but you can handle them and pick them up but they feed on passion vine, which if you grow passion vine, you plant one plant and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. So it's a good thing that we have fritillaries to come in and actually eat the passion vine because it can take over.
1: Don't the Heliconians eat
0: passion vine too? So maybe that's why they put them together. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like the long wings.
1: There's also a couple others that we don't see in our area of texas there's the mexican fritillary which it's like a version in between the gulf and the the variegated like it's not as muted as the variegated not as bright as the gulf it's just it's like it's a tweener in between the two and then there's a mexican silver spot i'm trying to remember what a picture of that one looks like mexican silver spot kind of looks exactly like the it just looks like the gulf fritillary pretty much but it's got to have a silver spot somewhere i suppose That one was, if I remember correctly, that one was a hard one for me to find any pictures of.
0: Okay. Well, with the Gulf fritillary, that one's with Gulf fritillaries, those ones are like a reddish orange on the top and they've got some like black markings towards the wing tips, but they have at the front wing, like close to the body, they have the three like really shiny pearlescent almost white spots. They're absolutely beautiful. And then the underside of their wings are just pearly. Yes. They're they're just very shiny and they're just beautiful. I so I, I really I, like those. I need to plant some passion vine again so I can have I those in the yard.
1: Those gold fritillaries must have a, a major emergence around late July, something like that. Because when we have camps in the later part of the summer, I'm always like, man, we're not going to collect any bugs. It's way too hot. But then we'll see gulf fritillaries all over the place. And it must be, they must just be really hungry after it rains or something and everything's got nectar in it. But the other thing I was thinking was we're talking about all these butterflies that are very muted and they blend in and they're camouflaged. So then what would be the benefit of being so bright and shiny? And I imagine it would be because you startle whatever your prey is. And it gives you that split second to Split away.
0: Yeah. Another one that is very bright compared to, or has like, like real contrasting color is the zebra long wing. I'm assuming you guys get those occasionally. I really yes. like those they are. Too.
1: So I said the, I said that the, um, the red Admiral was my favorite, but I kind of have to think that the zebra long wing or heliconian is my favorite because it's just, so they come in two morphs, right? There's a white and black or I guess she has to say black with white stripes. And then there's a black with yellow stripes. And one summer I was at a camp. I was leading the kids down the trail and I saw a zebra heliconian. I snatched a a net right out of one of those kids' hands. And I was knocking kids down right and left to try to get to it. I didn't even care. I wanted that in my collection so bad. So there must have been a, a passion flower somewhere around in that park. Cause they are, they're gorgeous and they look so. They are
0: very pretty. And these are called long wings because of the way that the wings are. So the majority of the stuff that we've been talking about, they have shorter kind of regular, what you think of butterfly wings as being, whereas the long wings, they have more of an elongated front wing. It's almost like longer and thinner. It reminds me of like an airplane wing almost like the way that it's shaped or
1: like when you When you try to enlarge a picture and you just grab it from the sides and pull it like horizontally, (laughs) that's essentially what these butterflies look like. Like they got.
0: They're they're stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good way to describe it. And with the zebra long wings, those ones are usually the ones that you see are going to be like a blackish color and they have yellow stripes on them. Apparently it looks like a zebra, even though it's yellow. Sure. Why not? (laughs) There are some that are white though. larvae on these ones are, I think they're pretty, they're white. They are white, white. I mean, if you can't spot this on the plant, you have to be blind because (laughs) the contrast is just there. It is white. It has big black spines and then it has little tiny black dots on the body and they are beautiful. They're just so incredibly cool. And again, it feeds on passion vine. So if you want the fritillaries coming into your yard, plant some passion vine. I would recommend planting it in a pot. That way it doesn't take over everything, which is probably what I'm going to have to do. But Mm -hmm. it is certainly a super, super cool butterfly to have. And that one is going to be, it's more a Southern butterfly. I'm going to say, you know, Boston ish down, it's not going to be in northern parts of Texas unless it's in a butterfly house or it's a straggler of some sort.
1: Yeah, more common in central and south Texas where they fly summer to fall.
0: The American snout butterfly, which mm-hmm. I think, didn't we do a, an entire episode on these? We I did.
1: We did because they were emerging last year, but yeah, I I doubt we'll see them this year. <laughs> it's been so yeah, dry. Kind
0: of dry. But these these are one of the nymphalities It's I have it in a different subfamily of libatheanae, which are the snout butterflies. So it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And this one that we're talking about is the American snout. It you know, if you have been in central Texas years before you have probably seen mass. It wasn't a true migration. It's like mass. We're just going to say mass movements there you go of these <laughs> butterflies because they're essentially Virgins. flying around looking for mates and food and that sort of thing, but they are a brown color. They have a reddish orange towards the body on the front wing. And then on the hind wing, it's just a random orangey spot kind of towards the bottom part of the wing. And then they're going to have three white spots on the tips of the front wings. And the big key characteristic on these is they have these elongated palps that look like a snout. And that's where they actually get their name.
1: I get these confused with painted ladies a lot of times because they just, they look. That
0: would totally make more sense than mine (laughs) because they look way more similar. (laughs) Same color, same spotting. Yeah. Larvae on these are anywhere from a yellow to a yellow green. They will often have a whitish and yellowish stripe going down the side of their body. And these ones have, I don't know if you like poke at them on the plant, they kind of raise up their head and thorax and then they kind of curl their head down and It almost looks like kind of what I think of the Loch Ness monster (laughs) for some reason. But this is another, it feeds on hackberry, which is probably why we have so many of them in some years because we have hackberry and these are going to be coming from those.
1: Hackberry of all different types, not just the tree, but lots of brushy hackberry too.
0: There's a group called the peacocks
1: that I don't really see here that are, they say they're found in central to South Texas and you can have strays that have even gone as far as maybe Kansas, but they're a white, I don't know why they're called peacocks, um, but there's a, they're just kind of white in coloration. And then there's also a banded peacock, which is mainly Brown opposite of the the white peacock. And those are, those are mainly found in Southern and the Southwest part of the state. So if you live there, you may see banded peacocks and they like, Both of them like water hyssop. The white peacock likes verbenas, which isn't necessarily a good thing because I do like those plants. And then the banded likes lipia, whatever that is, and uh, Nuella. If you're in South Texas, I think that you have one of the coolest butterflies that we could possibly have in Texas. It's so pretty. It's called a malachite and it's green and black.
0: Those ones are beautiful
1: really pretty. And it's kind of um, elongated like the long wings, but not as much. They're a very tropical butterfly. So you would find them in the South and very rarely further North than the, the South Southern tip of the state, but they're pretty big. Their wingspan can be up to four inches. So that's a pretty significantly sized butterfly to me at least. And their, their host plant is also in that acanthus group. Like most of the nymphalids are, I don't, I wonder why they're called emperor's.
0: I don't know, but when you say emperor, the thing that comes into my brain is the dark crystal with the sketchy and <laughs> I, <am Emperor." laughs> I have to say,
1: we're doing all these podcasts that you listen to, you don't see, and we're talking about all these butterflies and what they look like. And it's very difficult to imagine these things probably. So if you're really curious about what these butterflies look like up close, big pictures pointing out the characteristics on them, go to Edu agrilife is A-G-R-I-L-I-F-E, learn.tamu.edu, and then just search, do a search for like butterfly 101 or butterfly gardening. And I have an online course on butterfly gardening that goes through all these different species, breaking them down by the families that we're trying to do too. If you're really curious about what they look like and how to identify them, that's probably a little easier than listening to us say they're orangey and they have some spots on them. And right. <laughs>
0: they all pretty much look the same. They're orange and brown.
1: They do. <laughs> so continuing with those nymphalids, there's a, there is another subspecies of nymphality. Nymphalidae is like, it's gotta be the biggest
0: yeah, family it's huge. Of
1: butterflies just with number and then and also with size, if you've got the morphos in there, it's just it's big and bigger. But there's a, a subfamily called Aperturnini. Aper Apert, And they're the hackberries and the emperors. And do we talk about hackberries already? No. Other
0: guess, than the plant. We didn't okay. talk about the butterflies.
1: <laughs> well, good. Then we didn't talk, we can talk about all those. So there's hackberry. And tawny emperor butterflies, and they're both orange, like a lot of other butterflies are. To me, they look pretty similar to the fritillaries, the variegated fritillary, just kind of a muted, you know, yeah. color that will match a dead leaf or something on the plants. So the the hackberry emperor though is. A little bit darker. Tawny emperor has some more white on the edges of the wings. They both, of course, utilize hackberries as their host plant, and they're about the same size. They're pretty decent sized butterflies, two inches to about two and a half. So noticeable if you see them flying around. And they're also another one that you're probably not going to find in your butterfly garden, but you'll see when you're out walking in a park or, in, or na- a natural area or something like that. And their their larvae look like velvety green caterpillars. They're kind of...
0: These ones have a different shape than a lot of the caterpillars. I mean, people, when they think of caterpillars, they think of like a monarch caterpillar. These are more... Boring. Slug-like, I guess. Yes,
1: exactly. They are like an elongated slug. Like you can't quite tell where the head is. You kind of have an idea because the tail tapers, but there's not like a defined head to it. It's just kind of there and they look velvety to me they look like they are are like like have soft hairs on them but i don't think they do. and they're just sitting on those hackberries i guess with the snout butterfly just chomping away on those things my notes say that they fly spring through fall and found wherever there's hackberry there's going to be these emperor butterflies
0: i essentially have the same thing and these also the Larvae, they're they're slug-like, but they also have the at the tip of their body, they have they're not tails, but they're kind of like two pointy yes. things. That's what it looks like. But they're not the only butterflies that have that because the, the nymphs and satyrs, the larvae look similar to these as well. They're just usually different color. The larvae on the hackberries, I usually, they're usually like a creamy color or green or something like a pale green color. And then usually for the nymphs and satyrs that I see, those ones are typically more of a brown color and they blend in really well with the tree bark.
1: There's also two more in this subfamily that are are not really found through all throughout Texas. They're more tropical. So there's one called the Empress Lalia, I think is how oh. it is pronounced. It's L E I L I A. So wouldn't you think that's Lelia? Sure. And it's just same thing, kind of orangey, brownish in color with some darker on the tips and some white spots in it, but it's in, in Southwest Texas. So it's along the Mexican border, really common in Mexico. It's probably like our, one of the fritillaries or something that we have here really common in Mexico, but it doesn't go too deep into Texas and they see it all year there. And then there's one that's called the silver emperor. That's also on the very Southern tip of Texas. That is, if, if you get a chance to Google it, it's really, really pretty. It's got blue in it. It's, it's, it's uh, got yellow. I was going to say with that
0: name, I have high hopes that it would be attractive.
1: It's kind of contradictory because the Brown modeled look to it, it has that color in it. And that's boring, but then you look right next to it and there's orangey gold, yellow color, and then there's a white stripe. And then there's this blue, so blue and bright. It's purpley. Like it's a indigo kind of,
0: um, and then close
1: their wings. I just,
0: I just pulled it up. It is gorgeous. Isn't it? Yes. Very pretty. Those colors are like that indigo blue purpley color is just like pow.
1: Yeah. It looks like it belongs in a tropical area. Wouldn't that be fun to find here? Oh, that would um, be lovely. But I don't think, unless you live in the southern tip, I don't think you probably even see stragglers probably making its way to us. Okay, what else? Crackers and red rims and dagger did you say
0: crackers?
1: Yeah. There's one called a cracker. Um, I love it. It's like gray and blue. And white. It looks like pavement. Like if it landed on pavement or lichen, that's what it looks like. It's called a gray cracker. Cool. It's in the subfamily with the common Mestra, which is real. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, that sucker's everywhere. It's also with like viceroys and the red spotted purple.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: The Mexican blue wing. Have you ever seen that one?
0: No.
1: I've got satyrs with brush footed butterflies, but a subfamily, Satyrani. Yes. And I don't know much about them to really, they all look the same to me.
0: Yes. They're all like brown, tiny. They have eye spots, but they're just kind of yeah. The Mexican blue wing that you mentioned is beautiful. Isn't it pretty? I'm assuming that that one's like South Texas.
1: I think so. Uh, that's my assumption.
0: like super showy.
1: It's so pretty. The picture that I have in my guide makes them look more purple, but the pictures I found online are blue, like iridescent blue. I also have metal marks in there. I don't know if we want to talk about those guys.
0: With the satyrs on those ones, the butterflies, like I said, they're brown with some spots, essentially. The larvae on those ones are usually some sort of a green-ish color or a brown-ish color. And they do have a tapered body Some of them you can actually see that it has a head, other one, it's just, they've got like horns and weird pointy looking things coming off their head. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, some of them are like really skinny larvae. And then some of them are like more sluggy, chunky in the middle larvae and tapered towards the ends, but there's a bunch of them. But these are ones that you're probably, again, not looking on the plants that they're feeding on that you would be seeing them because they could be feeding on different types of grasses.
1: And I think that those satyrs, they really like wooded areas. So they don't, you know, a lot of butterflies will come out of wooded areas into open areas and meadows or pastures or whatnot fields. And these guys like to stay in the more dense brush and wooded areas. So if you go into that, you might see them flitting around, but you don't really see them out in the open.
0: Yeah. I'm not going into that because that just screams chiggers to me. That's not going
1: to happen. <laughs> so while all those satyrs, or how I incorrectly pronounce them satires, look exactly the same to me. They are gray on top and then underneath they have these eye spots, and that's kind of what gives that group. that a subfamily, their typical quintessential look. But there's a few species. There's one called a Carolina. There's one called a little wood satyr. There's a gemmed satyr. A Georgia Seder, which is the prettiest of all of them because it has some orange circles and uh, striping on the underside of the wings. And then there's a red Seder, which is also kind of colorful. It's red is like the red of a fox, almost the orange that they have. And then a land Seder. If I'm not mistaken, this one's found in like the Big Bend region. It's like we talked about how some some butterflies it would be just in West Texas and how that's kind of unusual. And that's one of those. And then there's a common wood nymph the the wood nymphs are also just a type of satyr, aren't they that I've always put them together
0: yeah, it, nymph satyr but they're all in that what satyrny thing
1: they are yeah. It's a common wood nymph and then a meads wood nymph and I think the Meads wood nymph is also one that's kind of big Ben Panhandle part of the state. So there's a few of those more than you would realize, I guess. and then we talked about Viceroys last time. Do we talk about in the last, what we talked about earlier? Do we talk about Limenitinidae? The
0: admirals? We did. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't think well, so. We said red admiral. We did the red admiral. That was the only one that we talked about.
1: Okay. So another subfamily in Nymphalidae is Limenitinidae. Limenitidinee. <laughs> And it's the admirals, the viceroys, and then their relatives. So if you rewind or you go back to the last episode, we talked about the red admiral, which is one of my favorite ones. And then the time before that, we talked about viceroys and how it was different than the monarch. But there's a few others that are related to those. One is the red spotted purple, which is very pretty. It it kind of looks more like a swallowtail that lost its swallowtails in coloration but larger in size, more like a monarch size. All I know about them is, so they like trees and stuff. They like their host plant for their larvae where they lay their eggs or willows and cottonwoods, black cherry, poplar, aspen, and other trees. So aspen, I don't think we have a lot of aspen here in Texas, but maybe we do in the Western part of the state. I don't know. Closer to Colorado.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got plenty of the other, so.
1: Yes, we do. So they must be found pretty much everywhere. Their larvae are one kind of like the orange dog caterpillar. They they resemble like bird poop in a way, but more of like licheny, knotty, like like almost like a twig, like a dead twig with lichen all around it. Is kind of to me what the larvae resemble. And another one in the I, I'm not even going to attempt to say the. <laughs> the L-
0: there
1: you go. One well, other one is the common mestra. And this one is, it has white wings and also white hind wings, but with yellow on them. And I promise you, if you've taken a walk in, an, in a park in the fall, that at least for me in central Texas hill country area, they can, they are bonkers all over the place. Um, super duper common, but, but very small, only about an inch and a half in wingspan. Their host plant is noseburn, but there are, uh, if you Google a picture of it, that common Mestra, you've probably seen it and wondered, huh, I wonder what that is. And it looks like a white or a sulfur, but it's not, it's actually more closely related to a viceroy, even though it looks nothing like it. Oh yeah. Right. Haven't you seen it before and you're, you just ignored it. Yes.
0: Yes. Because I'm like, oh, that's just one of those like cabbage sulfur butterflies. No biggie. See, I learned my new thing for today. There you go.
1: And the only reason I noticed, I even know about them is because one fall around Thanksgiving time, they were everywhere. And I kept wondering, what are these? What are these? And I had to do quite a bit of research because nobody cares enough to write about them. (laughs) The ruddy dagger wing, it's in South Texas. They feed on figs. So if you're in South Texas and you're a fig farmer, you probably don't like these guys so much, but they're like a orange with like a tiger stripes down the like all the way from the tip to the hind wing straight down and it matches up hind wing and four wing match up. So they're real, really very, very pretty butterfly, but not common throughout most of Texas and pretty decent size, two and a half to three inches in wingspan. And then another one that's found in the Southern part of the state is called a red rim and it is black with red banding on the hind wing. And so it's, and also pretty large up to about three inches in wingspan. So it is very striking because the only color to it on the top side is that red stripe that goes down the bottom. There's just a, there's a handful of these relatives of viceroys that are found in the Southern part of the state that we don't see in other places. And the red rim feeds on nose burn flies spring through fall down there. Then there's one that's called a gray cracker and it looks like lichen, but has kind of blue color in it. It also looks to me like asphalt. Like if it sat on not asphalt, but maybe like a dirty sidewalk concrete kind of a look to it. And it is also Southern tip only feeds as well on the nose burn, a really pretty cool looking butterfly in my guide. It must be very, not even common there. Cause in my guidebook that I'm looking at, everything has a picture of their larva and this one's just not, it's just missing. So that's a mystery. <laughs> And then the final one, which is gorgeous, is I would love to catch one of these and put these in my collection. It's called a Mexican blue wing and um, mycelia ethusa is its its species name. They are in the southern tip of Texas. They fly all year and they feed on Adelia, which I don't know what Adelia is. Is it a tree, do you think?
0: No idea. Let me look. It is a, oh. It's a flowering plant in the spurge family. Okay. So it's spurge. Huh. I think that we need to do like a Alan Knutson, Mark Meggie field trip kind of thing to South Texas for butterflies.
1: I think we do. You I you think there's people that like how there's you could go on a bird watching expedition and hire someone to take you to see things. I'm sure there's people that will do that for butterflies. I bet that there is, yeah. Take us straight to the robot. And I think this one will be our final subfamily in the Nymphalidae family. Charaxini are the leaf wing butterflies. Guess what their wings look like? <laughs> Leaves. But not on the front side, on the bottom side. So when they yeah. close it up, they just look like a dead leaf. And they're, they're even pointed at the tip. So it even resembles everything, including shape of a dead leaf on a twig i'd say probably the more common one is the goat weed leafwing anea andrea and they have pretty significant morphs in the male and the female the male in this case is larger just the wings in general are more full more thick uh, or i guess just just bigger but they're completely orange the female though has a little bit more pattern to her, which is unusual, but when they close up their wings, they're just the boringest color you've ever seen. Looks just like a dead leaf under there.
0: Yeah. Which is the point they're, they're using it essentially as camouflage to hide themselves.
1: Exactly. They feed on crotons, which when I first read this, I thought it was croutons. <laughs> <But laughs> crotons, And I have no idea what kind of plant that is. You know, these just feed on something that's native that we're not super familiar with. And their larvae are pretty cute. They're like real fat, little round, light green caterpillars with a a whitish head. So you can definitely tell the head. And then there's another leaf wing called a tropical leaf wing, which is very, very bright and orange. And underneath, of course, just looks like a dead leaf. It's kind of amazing how that bright color on the top doesn't bleed through underneath. It just it's like two totally different butterflies almost.
0: But if you think about the the coloration, I mean, because since it scales, then it, exactly. it, I guess it all depends on how the light reflects and that sort of stuff. But yeah. Oh,
1: I know what a croton is. I have a picture of it here in my notes. It's like a, you know what it almost kind of looks like is a, well, yours is different than mine.
0: <laughs> well, this is one from like, you know, you would find it at like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever.
1: Oh, Mine is more like a, I don't know, almost like a button bush, but my picture is probably not right. At least the the leaf that came out of it. And that's all I've got for the nymphality group. So there was, I don't know how many subspecies we probably went through, but there are so many. And again, they all look very, very similar. So we, if you've ever been outside and just, or been on a walk and you've seen butterflies, you've probably passed 20 different species and thought you were looking at the exact same one over and over again, because they're all so similar. Yeah, I think next week we're going to cover lycinity. Is that
0: right? Yes. Which are the?
1: Those aren't no p- parody or the. Those soul- are the
0: the the blues and uh, metal marks metal marks, harvesters. Yeah, right harvesters
1: or harvestmen or whatever they're called. Yeah, um, and
0: those those are some of my favorite butterflies because they're they're just. They're Dang. so tiny. And if you look at the detail on them, that it's just that, you know, they got the little tails sometimes and the coloration is just amazing. And it just, I don't know. It's one of those. I'm like, you're so tiny, but so pretty. And
1: how can you survive that small? Yeah. They're hard to pin and spread because they're so itsy bitsy. And they're like, oftentimes they're like lavender. Like they're they are just, yeah. they're, everything about them is, very dainty and and feminine kind of. Well, again, if you are curious about seeing what these butterflies are that we've been mentioning, make sure that you go to agrolifelearn.tamu.edu and search for butterfly gardening. I have an online course up there where you can learn a little bit more and see more details, visualize what a lot of these butterflies look and are throughout the rest of the state of Texas. Thanks for joining us this week on Bugs by the Yard and we'll catch you next time.